0: Welcome to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux on 105.9 Seaside FM.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Organize Anything Show. My name is Laura and we are speaking with Colette Robichaud, the organizing coach. Uh, today we're going to be
0: talking about staging to sell your home. How are you doing this morning, Colette? I am great and one of my favorite topics uh, to speak about because <laughs> we know when we have to sell our home, we really want to make that happen as quickly and as easily as possible. So staging is a, a great topic for us to talk about.
1: Absolutely. So. As a you know, as a newbie, someone perhaps doesn't have a house, what exactly is staging?
0: Well, staging is the sort of accumulation of things that a professional stager would do to prepare the home to sell. To sell, so it often you know uh, involves advice on minor fix ups and uh, you know paint and furniture flow and a lot of uh, the ability to highlight some of the home's key essential ingredients. If you were to make uh, the home show its best
1: and how is that different than interior decorating
0: well decorating if you meet it with a decorator they really want to pull out your personality and what you like and really make that home decorated or designed just for you you want to be comfortable there it wants to be in your favorite color it maybe wants to be functional in how you would work on a daily basis so it's a very individual approach so it's designed for you and your family when we are staging a home, professional organizers, which are very different often than decorators or designers, that we um, have been trained to think about the the home on how to make it appeal to the target audience for that home. So for me, someone who came from a background of communicating to targeted audiences and thinking about it, whether for advertising purposes or whatever it's like, so you would say, well, who is this? Is this a first-time owner? Is this an empty nester? So you would you know, sort of set that home up for what the target audience would be.
1: Oh, okay. I
0: I look at it as a, I call it a residential commercial is how I sometimes sell my package because as with a commercial, it's like what catches your eye? What are those first impressions? And just with most of our commercials that are 30 seconds, that in a lot of times are a lot of times, that's how quick it can be whether people make a decision of how they feel like they can see themselves in it.
1: Oh, that's perfect. Okay, because I've always been confused about
0: the difference, and that really cleared it up. Yeah, so if I came to your apartment, which you're not selling, but if I came to your apartment and wanted to live there, the first thing I would do is sort of rearrange it to make it fit for me, right? So that's like, if anyone is putting their house on the market, most people we know will be wanting to do some changes later on. They wouldn't have it like you, they wouldn't have the same furniture, but we want to do things that Bring them a little closer to that. So things, you know, some things that the majority of people like a little bit more. It doesn't mean it doesn't have to look good. But, you know, we just want to have more of a, a mass appeal. And I say that uh, mass meaning, yeah. again, still targeted.
1: Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. That. So by staging it and going through and kind of tweaking it to find the most common things that people are going to like, that helps sell it? Like, is Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, you know, uh, what I, I say to my clients, like most people don't come in and say, I, I don't want much closet space. You know what I mean? <laughs> so even if you have, uh, everyone wants more space. Everyone wants a home that looks big. And most of us live kind of crammed, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and you're a lot younger than me, but as you get a little older, you inherit stuff, you buy more stuff, and not everyone is so good at letting stuff go, so things sort of hang along a little bit, bit longer. So a lot of times, you know, it can look a little crammed, there can be a few too many things in there, and if I just refer back to closets, most of the time our closets are sort of, you know, bursting at the seams. So let's say that, you know, you're a couple selling your home, and every closet is jam-packed, one of the things you might do is get some of that out of there. I often say, think about just getting, you know, uh, having two-thirds of what you would normally have in in there. tidied up. Editing is key. So then the people might say, you know, you don't want someone coming to the house to say, well, two people live there you know, we're a couple and we have two kids and they didn't have enough closet space. You know, Mm. the two spare rooms were bursting. You open the door and things flew out. So, you know, start with that sort of editing. And and we can talk about some more editing that goes on in different rooms as well.
1: And so when you say the term editing, you Mm -hmm. mean kind of going through and looking at each individual thing?
0: Or what what do you mean by that? Well, if we went room to room, by editing I mean removing. And we know that the biggest return on investment in your time and money in in what we call staging would be that editing. So some people call it purge and decluttering and getting rid of the littles you know I had a, a little niece that used to call little yittles. so you know with my people I say let's get rid of the yittles and, and that sort of thing so often you've got a lot of the trinkets and whatever mm-hmm. things that build up no one wants to look at all those little yittles. you know yeah. um, we have an aesthetic that's a little bit like almost like hotel room chic that it's minimalist neutral and a few objets d'art maybe some bigger things so that's what we see we see it on the magazine covers we see it in model homes we see it in a lot of different places very few of us live that way I don't live that way I love the way my home is decorated but I would need to make some staging changes to sell sell my home so we would get rid of some of those momentum sort of sort of things so the editing process um, could be having things look like they're just being less so even if we're just quantifying that when I might say you know take a third out of there we don't if we look to the kids kitchen and talk about editing you don't want to have a pantry that's overflowing so i one of my other tips would be shop from home if you're selling your house and preparing to get it on the market shop from home so shop from home in your cupboards shop from home in your freezer because if you're moving in two or three months you don't want to be moving frozen food and even those extra pantries um a lot of us are shopping at the big box stores and i have uh, i'm called in not to to um, help clients sell homes sometimes but just to help them uh, look at their space and they say we have no space so i've got again a uh Retired couple that shops often the big box stores. They've got their whole basement is basically a pantry where they've sort of mortgaged their um, laundry detergent, toilet paper to last 20 years. So they've got money tied up in inventory. I mean, years ago, uh, the businesses realized that they went to just in time inventory because they were sitting on a lot of their cash, but now it transferred to, you know, people at home are, uh, you know, they've got thousands of dollars of inventory from the big box stores of all this stuff. So shop from home. Use up those things things that, um, you know, that are, uh, uh, are foodstuffs and things. Yeah. So it doesn't look like there's as much and that there's not enough room because, you know, they want to see that there's enough space for them in the kitchen. So whether it's in the cupboards of what they're taking out and also editing on the countertop. So, mm-hmm. wh- you know, like what would you have on, on your countertops? Uh,
1: my, my kitchen would definitely need to be edited. We've got it's – not it's not the biggest kitchen, and we've got a microwave, a coffee maker, a toaster, a microwave oven – as well as like where we on the other side where we do our dishes so it's a there's no countertop space yeah. at all which works for us because we have a nice big kitchen table that we cook like do our prep right. work on but, but think of
0: it if you're buying a home um the last home you're going to probably want to buy is you know where like no kitchen, kitchen is command central and people are looking for countertop so you know on a normal basis that may make sense that we have all those things out but i go into homes and you know i'm saying what's up with the bread making machine when's the last time you used that oh two years ago so those are in the edit process. Those are the Mm -hmm. things we want to take away. And honestly, if you're moving, you're going to be packing up anyway. So I encourage you not to think pack up right away, but think up, we're editing and we're removing this because we don't use it every day, it wouldn't be one of those Mm. things. And maybe we haven't. So maybe I want you to consider also, why lug it to the next place? Why pay the movers? Why put it in a box? Why not get it in the car and donate it or do whatever? So whether it's clothing or anything, when we're talking about that editing process, can we give it to friends and loved ones? Can we pass it, all, pass it along? And, you know, can we get it in a yard sale? What can we do? So really challenge yourself in that editing process of why am I moving that to the next host? Because I've been on move-ins as well. Clients call me in and say, you know, I'm having trouble rearranging the furniture and doing things. And I'm, you know, they said we got rid of a bunch of stuff, but, I'm challenging them on these other things when we're looking for spots and they're like gee I really hated that anyway and you know they might say well I got it for a wedding gift or whatever those are not reasons alone to hang on to stuff Mm -hmm. you know when a gift is given to you it is your choice what you do afterwards with that so you don't have to hold that responsibility or you know really question some of that memorabilia that you have holding on to if you're on your third marriage and you've got two other wedding dresses maybe (laughs) I don't know you know I sort of joke with people yeah and sometimes there's just certain things that don't have good vibes attached to them yeah. and not to get w- yeah, whatever but, but you know it, you're saying oh whenever I see that I feel bad or whatever it's like really you know this is our, our opportunity to create our haven in our new place mm-hmm. we're going to we're probably moving for a reason and make that your haven that when you come in home at the end of the day the things we love are there that we cherish that work for us that we're not tripping over them or thinking I have to fix it and and again though you know there is uh, when we're moving from editing to maybe fixing up some mm-hmm. of those things that's key as well, I don't know how handy you are, but you know, even if you are handy, I, I've been pretty handy in my home over the last twenty years. But honestly, I don't have the time or want to do that, and most people don't want to have to be doing those little things. Oh, well,
1: absolutely, nothing. You know, walking into an open house where there's a hole in the baseboards, or yeah. you know, it just makes you start thinking about other things. So, yeah. That-
0: and- go ahead and people say you know oh, they're only little things people can see beyond that but people do not see beyond that that's not what people see people want turnkey they want it to be ready we are sometimes more time poor than we are money poor to have the other money in so better for you to do some of those minor fixes people expect that a creaky door I've had clients say well oh that door sticks it doesn't matter I said well that's the second door I walked in in the house what it says to me is if I'm struggling to open that door to get into your dining room. I have a host that someone doesn't have any attention to detail. And even though you always left the door open, you know, you're not going to say to the prospective buyer, well, just leave the door open. No, we want want things that work, little top-ups that, you know, of things that maybe you procrastinated. And, you know, it's sad, but I have clients that say, well, I wish I would have done all that for me, you know. (laughs) But often, you know, the money spent, there's sort of a hierarchy of how you get your money back for those things. And sometimes, you know, you could close the deal and they're just saying, well, make sure you fix these up anyway. So why not level the playing field in the beginning and have your home, you know, looking up to snuff? So if they're seeing visual things, they may think, well... If they're letting this go, what's underneath there that they haven't, you know, had the furnace cleaned regularly or other more major things that would be affecting
1: Absolutely. them? Absolutely. That fear of, oh, well, they obviously just slapped on a fresh coat of paint. Hopefully there's nothing underneath it that they're trying to hide. Yeah. And so... That's and, interesting. And, and
0: staging in no way um, are we trying to distract from something that mm-hmm. an issue that's there. That's not our job. We want to highlight things. If, if you have a window looking out on the ocean, we want to highlight that. But we're not going to in any way hide things that that exists that's that's not uh, an ethical thing to do and that's not what we're in the business of doing either so you know again you know we're here in the beautiful uh, atlantic ocean and often i do work with clients that have these lovely views and they might have curtains that are way covering it they might have uh, their sofa that's a foot over the you know sort of window not allowing light out but just like clients want to be able to see themselves in the homes they also want to see out and take advantage of some of that outdoor space as well and be able to see the Views, or you might have a beautiful backyard. If it's not the ocean, that's really nice to look out of, also.
1: And speaking of backyards, I know I have a I have a couple, a friend who are couples who, who are trying to sell their house right now, and they've got a beautiful home ready to go. But their backyard could use a little work. Is that something that stagers could
0: take a look Absolutely. at too? Absolutely. And, and again, we don't do all the work. We mm-hmm. may call in uh, some other resources to do that. But often what we're doing are some of those minimal cosmetic things, a few flowering plants or things are just, I know I've just rearranged furniture on the deck, so often, again, we design it for function. The barbecue's there, the chairs are there. But if you're looking out, it's like if they walk in the house and, and they might even be at the front door looking through and they're seeing this blocked deck because the furniture and the barbecue is there it's just rearranging it a little bit and you know I sometimes say to my clients maybe it's a little bit like camping things are off a little bit or, or whatever you're going to be doing things a little differently but it's very surprising how moving that uh, uh, around a little bit but we know curb appeal is important we, but And, you you know, most of the time, uh, you know, the main house, of course, is important. But looking in a backyard that looks totally disheveled doesn't help. And honestly, you know, there are different times of year that, you know, coming out of a, a, a winter and maybe it's, you know, sort of leftover garbage blown in. And I've seen this in the front yard as well. And know that these days you want good pictures taken. So even if you're contemplating selling your home, um, you want pictures probably done without six-foot snow banks in front of them. And maybe you want to get some pictures. Uh, prepped ahead of time when your gardens look nice and when the house looks its best and maybe there's some flowering things because often if it, you are in a, in a different season, it might not look as nice and people don't know what's under there. So that can become very much a selling feature for people and there are just certain times of the year that, you know, you things are looking a little bit, a little worse. So know that, Taking pictures is very important now, and pictures will really pick up some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, and do you, do you need a professional to take those kind of pictures, or can you take them yourself?
0: Or um, a lot of times, I would suggest a professional because this is your biggest sale that you are ever going to make. you know this is a big sort of thing. And um, I on Facebook often post some funny pictures of, of people that they have with themselves in it. I, I think there was some people taking their own pictures and there's a, an inkling of them with no top on. There's <laughs> you know crazy things in the background of them trying it. but people who do anything professionally will sh- make this look look the best that it can do. They understand lighting, what time of the day will work. They understand how to use a wide angle camera a lens that makes your room look bigger so you know those are really some things to think about so as with hiring a professional stager it's good we often resource people that are professionals in what they do as well you're listening to organize anything with colette robishow we'll be right back on 105.9 seaside fm anything with Colette Robichaux on 105.9 Seaside FM
1: All right, Collette, you were talking about the importance of hiring professionals. Is there a standard for professional stagers?
0: Well, there are lots of courses that professional stagers can take. I know when I did my training well over 10 years ago now, there weren't as many courses out there, but um, there are courses for people to take and associations that people can join. And, you know, as with most of us, I like working with other professionals that um, take their career uh, seriously, and, you know, often those are the people that have taken the training and... And uh, belong to those associations, and I know that there are certain standards of education they have, and ethics and things like that as well. So those are usually people that I recommend that are in my fellow uh, fellows in my organizations that that I would definitely recommend because I know where they're coming from, and you sort of know what you're getting. Um, you know, uh, there are lots of tips and things out there for do-it-yourselfers, but you know, if 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 so inclined, and you're hiring a professional, make sure you ask about accreditation, the time of they've been doing that, and- you know, and and some samples of their work. So, um, you know, we come to this thinking about this. And, uh, of course, you can be, you know, uh, other fields that do this a little bit as well as do it part time. But, you know, for those of us that do this uh, uh, for a living and for our clients, we think about this often, we have groups, we get together and, and talk about it. And, you know, we have also have as professional stagers, many of us have props that can be rented for the period that are there or arrange that. For me, personally, I tend to have a lot of artwork that seems to perk up the rooms a little bit. And one of my preferences, but you can, you know, rent sofas and all kinds of things. So sometimes that's just a little, little perk up that you may need that you can call upon not only the expertise of the stager, but use some of their things as well. So, renting stuff, so
1: that kind of makes me think maybe I should be buying things to help sell my home, yeah. or what, well, how, what? how do you approach that? Well,
0: everyone comes from a different place, but my philosophy at Organize Anything is we have a low-buy, no-buy philosophy, and I work a lot with people who already have their, their homes furnished and are working with that. A lot of stagers work with vacants. Vacants is not the majority of my work, um, so a lot of times I like to use what the clients already have there and take advantage of editing and doing some of that, and then topping it off with... Some of the rentals, and sometimes they could be small buys like you know. There's nothing like some fresh white towels. Do you know what I mean? There, and maybe you whip them out when the kids are back using them again, but you put them out for the purchase. You know, Uh, new cake of soap. You know, some little itty bits. But a lot of times we can use what you already have. And you know, again, we talked about some money for some budget, putting some things in. But um, you know, the stager has the expertise to say. In their experience and from research, we know where the money comes back. So, you know, it, you know, you could say, oh, yeah, well, if you added a, a, another wing on the host, that would make the host sell. But, you know, you're paying this much money to come back. So a lot of times people might think they have to do upgrades in certain areas. But we're going to give you suggestions of where we think the biggest return on investment is. Often it is a good edit, a good clean, Um, nothing smells better than clean you don't have to (laughs) worry about baking cookies as much as you do about cleaning the home and when I say cleaning the home and nothing smells better than that I don't mean scented products we have to understand that uh, a lot of people have allergies and you know you might like the scent of lavender and it reminds them of something else so just good clean without a scent and know that when people make that first impression they're dealing with all their senses how they feel temperature you know all kinds of things so you know you want to think about what those senses are when someone walks in that door. Very hard if you've lived there for a while to come in with fresh eyes. We come in with fresh eyes. I usually go to the house, sit outside, look, if I was driving by the house, would I miss it? Maybe I can't see the numbers to even find it to start off. Bad sign that, you know, that it's being covered by plant material or something like that.
1: Absolutely. And so as a professional stager, you come in and kind of do a room by room audit almost? Yeah,
0: or? and we work in different ways. There are some people that would just give that information and write a report and then there's some people that would do the whole um, the the whole staging and go room by room and do it and pack things up and then stagers also do the move-in and help you on the other end and that's kind of fun as well. And, it, you know, it's a little easier once you've sort of worked to get everything going and know what the tastes are and things. A lot of times the client's very happy to have you on the move-in on the other end if you're in the same location. So Absolutely. so that wor- works. It works also So, you know, it can vary from a couple hours for, uh, you know, sort of a walkthrough assessment um, all the way up to um, renting the furniture and getting it in place and packing the things up for clients. So it it can work a little differently. And that's when you are interviewing uh, stagers, you want to know, you know, what their process is.
1: Absolutely. Because you want to
0: make sure that, of course, it it fits with
1: yours. Yeah. Um, So just kind of segueing to that idea of like room by room, do you have just some general ideas in terms of people are listening to this going you know you know, we're prepping to sell this spring mm-hmm. and I'm ready to go. And just some ideas like, you know, starting with the kitchen, maybe what, what's the
0: best yeah. kind of tip you have and, for that. And we, we sort of hit on that um, when we are talking mm-hmm. about the counter space and things. So the first tip of anywhere in the house, any room would be to pack up things you're not using. You, you know, better for you to be doing a little packing ahead of time and not get stuck with it at the end. So anything you're not using, start getting those in boxes. And sometimes you might have an area in the garage or the basement where you could do, the, you, could keep those boxes but sometimes you might want off-site storage or a container like that brought in the yard and get some things off and, and moved out in but you know um, if you're changing season and you have seasonal clothing or seasonal sporting equipment and stuff like that why not get that out and start packing packing ahead of time to create the space so that you know that's a key thing in any room and then as you go room by room think about you know why did you buy the house what room stood out for you how does that look now compared to when you were there. And you know, master bedrooms people again want space. See if you've got too much in there, um you know, you want to often top off some of those bed linens and you know, so maybe it is, you know, when the open house is done or if you're not showing, you might, you know, sort of take that take that out and mm-hmm. and and off the bed and put it back on. Um another big thing is um pets. As much as we love our pets, we may not want um the people coming to view our home to know there's a there are pets there whether it's a kitty cat or a mm-hmm. dog um i know i've had clients that had trouble with um, both of those pets making mistakes before and things like that and it can become a big issue later on but you know people will think oh is there something hidden under this carpet from those pets and things so and often our our uh, sense of smell, we we have nasal fatigue. So mm-hmm. whether it's pets and we don't smell it, or it could be our perfume, or it could be our style of cooking, you want to be careful of that as well. You maybe don't want to be cooking up uh, one of your big uh, curries God. or things. You know, that might be something. We, we, we want to think about what could deter our clients, you know, or our potential home buyers from the front door. And as powerful as our visual is of looking room to room, our sense of smell right away from that could, could come into play as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. You don't want to walk in and go, well, it's beautiful, but it stinks. Or just me, you know, so. Interesting. No, absolutely. I know as somebody who has a a cat, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's always challenging, you know, the little things you forget, like, oh, right, maybe I should vacuum the couch or yeah. hire a professional cleaner mm-hmm. who knows how to really clean upholstery to get those
0: yeah no one fibers. wants to leave a home they're looking at with a little dog or cat fur on them you know those yeah. are are the deterrents as much as we all love our pets a lot of people don't love other people's pets especially the little leftovers behind with that so it is a bit to think of um, most people you know maybe don't think of a lot of this stuff but you know Hire a professional professional stager or, um, you know, get someone to get you moving along and and start early. I've had clients that know they're moving, you know, a year early and we sort of stage some things in as some to-dos to do along the way. And and then it's much easier. Like, moving is one of those big things if you think about stress. So Mm -hmm. the move itself and getting things ready. But when you're waiting on that deal – and you're waiting week after week um, that's very stressful so you know the whole idea of staging is that there's a return on investment for uh, our clients that um, it will not stay on the market as long and that you'll get a better price so you know when my clients are saying oh well you don't know what I already did and now we're doing more of this whatever it's like I said you know if you can roll up your sleeves and get a little bit of that muscle in there that's money that you're not being taxed on in your house you know how many hours of overtime would you have to work to make thousands of dollars that you get on your house, let alone, you know, I I always say my goal is that you sell this on the first person that comes to look. That's what we're thinking of. That's the ideal. But people go months and over a year sometimes waiting to sell their home. So to me, if you're uncomfortable doing a little bit of work, you're going to be more uncomfortable waiting and wondering day after day you know, if you haven't taken yeah. the time to stage your home, of you know why that happened. And sometimes people come back and they're doing reductions to try and accommodate that. And we all know once the house has been on uh, the the market a long time, it just becomes less and less that someone wants to look. They think there's something wrong.
1: Wow, that's those are all great tips. So, t- just thinking is like you start early when you as soon as you know absolutely edit. And, you know, get, find those professionals who can help you out and make your life less stressful. Thank you so much for all of that, Collette. That's definitely something
0: to think about. Um, is there a last thought you'd like to share with us? Yeah, re- do, do your research and read a little bit. Some people are great do-it-yourselfers or you think you are. But, you know, I really believe that hiring a professional to do this is money well spent often it pays for itself and it takes you off of the pressure of the other things that happen at that time moving is tricky whether it's across the street or down the hall I've done condos down the hall or whatever it's still tricky it's wear and tear on you and you know you want to be good good to go to enjoy your life so let us take over for you so you know um, you can contact me on the website organizeanything.com you'll also find lots of tips there and on my blog and on, on Twitter if you're thinking about moving
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Collette. We're looking forward to talking to you next time.